listening to Earth Oddity, a weekly odyssey into all the oddity planet Earth has to offer. And now, serving it up, are Christopher Tiny Sullivan and John Wong. Hey, we're live on the air. Easter Sunday, Earth Oddity Podcast. Two of the greatest things that happened to the world. The resurrection <laughs> of our Lord Jesus Christ and our podcast, right? Right. I mean, we're not in the same air as Jesus. No. I'm sure he wouldn't even want to be in the same room with me, you know. <laughs> but we're here, and I'm with Tiny. That's me. And my name's John. Which, of course, everybody, what's the chances of somebody new listening to this? You know, <laughs> It happens. Yeah, every once in a while, somebody <laughs> stumbles across it. And happy Easter to everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Resurrection Day. Mm-hmm. He is risen. He is risen indeed. I don't like the callback stuff that we have to do. It, found, it feels forced to me. I mm-hmm. mean, I get I know why we do it. Right. But I'm not into it. Okay. Yeah. I don't like the God is good all the time thing that we have to do, too. You know, I was, well, I, was, I was told that's how they greeted each other in the early church. Yes, I know. I but know. now I've I've never done any research. Right. Uh, I don't think uh, anyone in our church was alive back then. No, no. <laughs> and I get it. That's what that's the thing. Like it's how the early church did it or whatever. And that's great. But they also didn't have air conditioning. <laughs> that's so, true. They didn't. Like where we draw the line on it. And I, I figure a nice, good howdy's just fine. Mm-hmm. But whatever. Maybe I'm just cynical. Anyways, how's your Easter been? It's been wet and rainy. It has been wet and rainy. <laughs> it's about to say yes. it's storming. Yeah, it stormed big time last night. Mm-hmm. Or early but I mean, this it morning. was it's fun though. Yeah, yeah. We we didn't do a whole lot. Went and ate with my aunt and mom and dad and aunt mm-hmm. and uncles and Deidre's parents came down and just had a little family lunch. And did y'all do the resurrection eggs? No, we did not. Okay. Yeah, we've got some of those. Okay. Tara did it with the boys. Good. Which is. Uh, for anyone that doesn't know, resurrection eggs is a way so you bring to try a to take- chicken back to life. <laughs> <laughs> That's necromancy. <laughs> no, it's uh, you know, we've got Easter eggs, yes, which <laughs> what that has to do with our well, Lord and Savior being risen from the dead, I have no idea. I didn't have, didn't we like co opt a pagan holiday? No, Easter is Easter? ours, but we there didn't... are a lot of other pagan stuff that's kind of glommed on. To right. It. Okay. All right. So the pagans yeah. tried to get on Easter instead of like Christmas, <laughs> where we got on all Saturnalia or whatever well, it was. For hundreds of years, John, it was standard operating procedure that when the church would try to convert another group of people, another right. tribe or nation or or whatever. Sure, take over their holiday. We would we would look at what they did. Like yeah. what 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 do y'all do? What's y'all's thing? Oh, right. family reunions cool. This is going to be like a Chris a Christian right. family reunion. And we'll a, call it whatever. Right. Kurt Cameron's doing that with Hollywood now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're making movies, we're going to make Christian movies. <laughs> yes. yes. Right. And now Easter, now and someone may ask, well why is it y'all y'all don't celebrate it at the same time every year? Well, it's because we celebrate it by the Jewish calendar. Right. If you know your your Bible stories, <laughs> Jesus celebrated Passover with his disciples, and then he was arrested that night. Right. And so, therefore, that's why Easter is celebrated in accordance with with Passover. Speaking of Passover, to all my friends on Facebook, we'd all, next Easter, we don't need to see the Judas 8-2 meme thing that y'all, have you seen that? It was all (laughs) over my everybody. I didn't see it. I was talking about how, you know, like, Judas was there eating too, even though he's going to betray him and all mm-hmm. that. And of course, Jesus gave him like the the 
first bite, didn't yeah, he? I think so. He said, the man who sops with me in this cup right. is the one who will betray me. Right. Yeah, so. Well, t- you know, he's got to, I mean, you had to feel kind of bad about all that going down if you were Judas. Well, I mean, I know he did. He ended up. <laughs> he didn't really do well, but yeah. Anyway, I was just going to say, we don't have to share that one next year. All 800 people who shared it on my... You got it. I, got, I understand. <laughs> I get them. In fact, I, I don't even really know all of what it said because I was like, too many people are sharing this. I'm going to read it and get mad about it. Mm-hmm. And so I just didn't read all of it. I'm mm-hmm. sure it had a powerful message. Probably would have changed my life for the better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. But old John is just like, oh, <laughs> don't like it. So anyways... Yeah, uh, resurrection eggs are we've done them before with mm-hmm. our kids, and they're fun. I mean, there's kids enjoy them and good little story and all that. But my kids aren't even really into the celebration of Easter, you know, getting Easter baskets right. and hunting eggs and all that anymore. Ollie's really the only one that cares. Mm-hmm. So we hunt, hit eggs and did all that this morning and went to church. Tara found these things to put in the boys' Easter baskets this year. Oh, yeah? They're called whackables. Okay. You ever heard of a whackable, job? I was born with one. <laughs> Apparently, it's these, this little thing. She found them in Hobby Lobby. Okay. It's like a little package, right? And you take it and you put it on the ground and you like smack it really hard. Uh-huh. And it breaks some kind of capsule or something in the package and it inflates. Oh, yeah. And grows out into like a little, uh, you know, yeah. balloon sword right, or something yeah. like or that. Or a race car, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We did those with the kids, too. Okay. Yeah, a long time ago. Well, these were swords. Okay. They were hilarious. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. And then they can sword fight all day. <laughs> yeah, and, and we're, we get to worry if they're going to break them open yes. over Tara's rug or something like sure, that. Yeah, of course. Well, I, I think it's just compressed CO2 or something in there. You'll be fine, right? Uh, maybe. I don't know. I don't remember if I ever It made a funny noise, and it was uh, super cold. Yeah. Like whatever packet that was in there. Right. Super cold. Well, that's good. Our kids, <laughs> we got them your regular Easter candy stuff, mm-hmm. you know, Reese's eggs and all that. And then Deidre bought them each like whatever snack they liked the best. So like Ollie had Takis in his thing. <laughs> <laughs> and Ollie was like, how did the Easter Bunny know I like Takis? And I'm like, ah, you know, Easter Bunny. I mean, he's not om- omniscient or omnipotent or whatever, like. Like Santa is, but he knows, you know. You know why they make chocolate Easter bunnies? Why? Because chocolate crucifixes did not go over well. <laughs> not a good seller. <laughs> <laughs> I put it on Facebook. Bad day to be a deity <laughs> that didn't conquer death. You know, yeah. you know, like all the other ones when this year comes around, they're like, dang, man, we should have thought about <laughs> conquering death. You know, like that was a we missed that one. That's like the one humanity's main problem, right? That's like the one chief problem, right. and we didn't do it, yeah. And like all the other ones are like, man, dang, man, what did we think of that? You know, <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> well, what about odd news this week? What you got? Oh, I got all I'm, we're going to talk about Bigfoot, we're going to talk about John Hinckley Jr., and we're going to talk about. Kindergarten margaritas. All right. Yeah. I have a story about a senior prank at an Alabama school. I have a story about a Maryland man and tons of snakes. Okay. But I want to start with this one. And this is a story that we briefly talked about a couple weeks ago, but there has been some developments. Elon Musk has offered to outright buy Twitter for $43 billion. That's right. Wanting to take the company private. 
now, and I don't want to step on your story's toes, but I've heard that Twitter has decided not to take his offer, correct? Okay, I I had not heard that yet. Okay. You may very well be right, but I do know that they passed some kind of rule called the poison pill, right. where yeah. something, if anybody acquires a such and such percentage of the company, More it, than allows, 15%. it allows everyone else to go and buy a bunch More of shares stock. at a discount. Yeah. Which would drive down the price of their stock. Right. Yeah. Now, okay, let's get on into the story. I don't want to get too deep into I think I think I was about to say I think everyone kind of knows. He offered to buy it for fifty four twenty a share. Sure, and of course, and it's like it was what like a is valued at like thirty percent over when yeah. he actually started buying his shares, but it's still a pretty good premium now. Yeah. Right? No, that's like a, it's like thirty percent over what it was, mm-hmm. which is pretty good return. If you gave me some money and I was like, "Tiny, I'll make you thirty percent on this," you'd probably be pretty happy. About Absolutely, that. I would. Apparently, Twitter is not happy about that, right? Because they don't want. Well, I'll just say, okay, look, last week to see people absolutely losing their minds sure. over Elon Musk acquiring Twitter, it's just, you would have thought that it was the worst thing that could have happened. Well, clearly, now, I don't want to jump into my Elon is the Antichrist <laughs> take too early, okay. all right? But that is the, that is a take I want to put out there. Elon okay. Musk is an Antichrist. I feel like it'd be easy to get off the ground, mm-hmm. you know? It could be good PR for us if we're the ones <laughs> who originated, right. you know. But if it just catches steam and they're like, just enough people, yeah, enough yeah. people get on board with it. So mm-hmm. if you're out there, just tweet it that he's the, if you're anti Elon, that he's the Antichrist, that'd be great for our brand and that you heard it on the Earth Audi podcast. But I think Twitter's refusal to sell has told us all that this is clearly a CIA disinformation you know, <laughs> machine really to keep people stirred up and they refuse to lose control, even at a detriment to their shareholders, mm-hmm. which is, the, I believe public companies have a fiduciary responsibility to their shareholders to make them money. Right. Because I think that's what's going on right now is yeah. right now there's a, I don't know how big the movement is. And I mean, any, everyone who tweets on Twitter yeah. You can't believe anything they say. Sure. But there are some people saying, look, I'm a shareholder and we need to get together a lawsuit yeah. against the board because right. they're not acting in our self-interest. Yeah, I want to make that 30%. Yes. I, that will make me very rich depending on how much I hold. Right. So we'll just see how big a movement that actually is yeah. and how it goes in court. But it does show you that Twitter... And I've heard all week about how it's a small company. Sure. And why does Elon Musk want this? Because it's such a small company. Right. And he says he's for free speech, but... No, he did, I read, rescind a blogger who was critical of them's order for a Tesla one time. Oh, he did? Like a blogger wrote something <laughs> bad about it. He was like, well, you can't have a car now. Here's your money back. But hey, what have we heard? They're a company. They can do what they sure. want. Right. <laughs> But that's the main thing is back when Parler was getting Parler still emails me, by the way. <laughs> Do they? Yeah, every once in a while they're like, their, look their what's thing. going on on Parler. I'm like, look, man, I but like we're done with Parler. But when when all that started, everybody on Twitter was like, if you don't like the way Twitter does stuff, go and make your own company mm-hmm. or go buy your own social media company. So if Elon Musk gets control of Twitter, you can just go 
Yeah. <laughs> go start. Yeah, go, you can go start your own. Right? One. <laughs> yeah. It was real easy. Just go start your own. Maybe the Apple store will unlist it. So me and Tiny can't get popular <laughs> with all the boomers. Who, yeah. Remember, everybody was leaving to go to Parlor. What was, remember uh, the My Pillow guy? He came up with Frank's the, speech. That's right. Well, yeah. Y'all can create Lib speech. <laughs> go, go tweet on there. there. Well, that's the thing. Like, uh, and I don't know, of course. You get anybody in charge, they could go, well, I don't want anybody talking about Teslas mm-hmm. or I don't want anybody talking about abortion or whatever and uh, start abandoning people. I guess that's it would the- not surprise me too terribly if, if, if Elon Musk did get Twitter, not to see a lot of critical tweets about Tesla yeah, or Tesla, SpaceX. SpaceX. <laughs> sure. Yeah. I just don't understand why Twitter is so hell bent on keeping him out. You know, like well, the people who currently own it, it's never made money. If I remember right, like it's always yeah, it, it operates on like razor thin margins. Right, but I think, and I think, and look, I don't know, I cannot see into the brains of the board at Twitter, but I really think that, and I'm not going to go so far as to say it's a CIA mine. Oh, it definitely <laughs> well, is. A hundred percent. It seems to me like they think Twitter is worth more. It's not worth money. It's the power. It's the influence that Twitter has. Sure, you know, journalists. That, I mean, that's what made, made Twitter big. Is right. journalists like twi- Twitter? Yeah. They like to post their stories and stuff on there. They what they don't want is a open source fair algorithm. Well, they don't want the algorithm open source because then everybody will find out the CIA developed it. <laughs> right. Okay. I mean, let's just get down to bare bones. <laughs> yeah. I've been getting deep into some conspiracies here lately. Uh-huh. Yeah. But uh, I did hear on another podcast, and I've been, this has been in my mind is that anytime you get on social media, it's a battle between you and the algorithm to see who can keep you there longer or mm-hmm. you have the power to get off. Right. You know? Yes. And so I've been thinking about that every time I open up Facebook and a little, you know, I'll start scrolling and after a while I'll be like, man, the algorithm's got me, it's you got know, you. I got to shut it down. <laughs> it's got me in his grips right. and I'm watching, you know, whatever videos about how the election was stolen or whatever. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, Oh, the algorithm's got me. I got to get off of it. <laughs> So I really, when I heard that, I hadn't got on TikTok a lot either because the the algorithm, it it had me big time on TikTok. Mm -hmm. You know, it was like, this TikTok will turn you into a uh, communist. Yes. (laughs) If you let it. (laughs) Did you see that uh, there was a Twitter account called Libs of TikTok? Uh -uh. Do you know about it? No, I don't. So all this Twitter account would do would take TikTok videos from people, you know, like, I am going to turn your kid gay. I'm an elementary school <laughs> teacher and and just repost them to Twitter. Right. You know? Yes. It was no commentary, I don't think. And Twitter took it down because it was hate speech. <laughs> <laughs> but it was like, of course, all the uh the Nazis on Twitter mm-hmm. were sharing those videos around like, look, this is what they're gonna do to your kids and all that. Right. And uh, getting everybody stirred up. Yeah. And getting everybody stirred up. And then they took it down because all the pedos can't have everybody knowing what's going on. <laughs> Nazis versus pedos is my battle for yeah. 2022. I just want to see who comes out on top. Well, I was listening to Joe Rogan and he was talking about a couple friends that he had. They were trying to legit, they were trying to start a third political party. 
Okay. Like that was, you know, kind of center. You know, it wasn't, it was, and again, look, I, I don't know the details of it. I don't even remember the name of the party. It was one leftist guy and one, you know, guy who's conservative. They kind of got together and it was like, look, we need to get away from the fringes of our party. Right. And, and we need to develop a platform that's more centrist that will appeal to more Americans. Yeah. Because America needs a, a, a legit third right. choice yeah. on the ballot. They banned their account for, real? for like no reason. They just, you know, <laughs> they just banned it. So you gotta love it that <laughs> we can't have normal people coming and go like, look, we realize there's some issues on the fringe here <laughs> yes. that probably need to be worked out. But let's talk about things that are going to benefit the majority of Americans mm-hmm. first, and then we'll work out y'all's issues along the way, too. We're not going to make it a central plank in our platform. That you can use whatever bathroom you want to use or whatever. (laughs) You know, (laughs) start talking about things that really matter. Let that be handled by the city. Yeah, right. (laughs) Yeah, or maybe everybody just figured out. I saw a sign, somebody put it on Facebook or something the other day on two bathrooms. One said, bathroom with urinals, bathroom without urinals. And I was like, that's a good way to, you know, you figure out whichever one you want to do. So if you gotta go number two, yeah, I'm going without you. You're going without your exactly. I don't be in there while somebody's peeing. You know, (laughs) I'm in there to do my business. Um, Everybody craps in the women's restroom. Yes. (laughs) Well, let's talk about a guy. I wonder if he has a Twitter profile. John Hinckley Jr. You know who John Hinckley Jr. is? He tried to shoot Ronald Reagan. That's right. He attempted Rome RG10. 22 short revolver. Okay, little scary, you know. <laughs> the exact, you've been studying your presidential assassination. My dad had one. Okay. It's one of the worst guns ever invented. Oh, is it? Yes, it's terrible. <laughs> and in the process, he put, uh, what's his name? Brady. Yeah, Bill Brady got shot too, right? And he got it wasn't to- Bill Brady. Bill Brady was another guy. It wasn't Wayne Brady either. It wasn't Wayne Brady. <laughs> I'm checking to see if he has a Twitter Twitter account first. Let's see if John Hinckley Jr. does. Well, as he's dead now. The one that that was that started the yeah all the Brady gun. all the anti gun stuff. Yeah. What was it? The the Brady something. Yes. Anyway, he's he's passed on now. Oh, I don't think he, John Hinckley Jr. has one. There's a John Hinkle Jr. Hmm. who is an Auburn fan, close enough to me. Anyways, John Hinckley Hinckley Jr is going to play a sold-out concert in New York City. Okay. I didn't know he was a musician. I, I didn't either. It looks like he's a guitar player there. All right. Yeah. Is his dad going to be there? <laughs> John Hinckley Jr., who attempted to assassinate President Ronald Reagan in 1981, is now playing sold-out concerts. Uh, WABC reports Hinckley is scheduled to perform July 8th at the Market Hotel in Brooklyn, Tickets were being sold for $20, and the show is now sold out. He's 66, and he's a singer and guitarist who has been posting original songs and covers of hits by artists like Elvis Presley, Bob Dylan, and Joni Mitchell on YouTube since 2020. Now, he's got a YouTube channel. Of course. Sure. And they would ban our YouTube channel so fast if they would, if anybody actually yeah, so they looked knew at who it. it was. Right, yeah. <laughs> they would review like one episode. They're like, these people are a danger to democracy. <laughs> he's got twenty more than 26,000 subscribers. So he was 25 when he shot and wounded the president uh, outside a D.C. hotel in an effort to reportedly impress actress Jodie Foster. Mm-hmm. Now, 
I don't know why he thought that was going to be the thing that put him over the edge with her. How old was Jodie Foster then? Mm, I don't know. Probably around the same age, don't you think? In her 20s or 30s? She might have been like a little kid. Nah, you think so? Where's my phone? Uh, it's, it's right here. Phone. It's right here. Let me see it. I got it right. I can look it up. Okay. How old is Jodie Foster? Jodie Foster's 59 years old. She was born in 62. So in 81, she would have been 19 years old. Oh, okay. I mean, legal. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's 25. If a 25 and a 19-year-old yeah. is going out, you're probably like, that's a little weird, but nothing we can do about it. Right. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I've checked. <laughs> <laughs> but I wonder why he thought that was going to put him on the... You know why? For a minute, for a minute, I thought this was basically the plot of Robert De Niro's taxi driver <laughs> playing out in real life. Uh, <laughs> I mean, the CIA got to him, right? That's what <laughs> yeah. happened. And told him Jennifer, uh, Jody Jody Foster, Foster wanted like him. him to do it, you know? <laughs> uh, the shooting paralyzed Reagan press secretary, James Brady, who died in 2014. Okay. He okay. also injured a Secret Service agent and a Washington police officer. He was found not guilty of the assassination attempt by reasons of insanity and sentenced to treatment, and he was released from institutional psychiatric care in 2016 and freed from oversight last year. This is the guy who tried to kill the president. Mm -hmm. We just let him out. Yeah, we just let him out. Yeah. Well, it was Ronald Reagan, John. Well, (laughs) true. But he's got white privilege, you know. According to Stereo Gum, which is apparently a website, Hinckley has a history with music. He accused Devo of owing him royalties for the 1982 song I Desire, which used passages from a love poem Hinckley wrote to Foster. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah I, I, I remember hearing about that. Um, he also had to get permission from a court to begin releasing art and music under his own name in 2020, leading to his YouTube channel and recent booking tour. Did he win that? And recently booking a tour. I guess so. It seems like I, th- I think he actually, I think he did get some royalties from Diva. I don't know if he got them, but I think he did win that case. I find it wild he's out of jail. You know? <laughs> I would love to ask Devo. Yeah. And and hear that. Uh, what would their take be like? <laughs> Since when can you not use a poem from an assassin who's <laughs> right. in prison in your number one song or something? <laughs> yeah, I don't know, but. I get it if he has mental issues or whatever, but you you would think if you try to kill the president, mm-hmm. we got to keep you locked up for forever, right? If that makes sense to me. There's John. probably like somebody out there is like the Constitution is why we can't do that, you know, <laughs> which makes perfect sense too. But I got you. But but at the same time, I mean, we hold some guys in prison yeah. for years and years and yeah. years and years in Guantanamo. Sure, with like no official charges. Right. Uh, they're in- <laughs> enemy combatants. Okay, right. That they don't they fall under a different. Yes, they're, 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 like they're a not uniform protected code by of, the Constitution. Yeah. I get it. Yeah, they what is the Uniform Code of Military Justice or something like that? Is I'm what just they saying, if you happen to be somebody over in the Middle East and you just get swooped up because yeah. you got the wrong name. Right. Well, you spend we, years in I a cell. It's not good. Obama, he quit scooping them up. He just started droning everybody, <laughs> right? Like weddings, kids' birthday parties. You know, he was just, he was like, we ain't, we're running out of room in Guantanamo. We just got to start droning. People. That wedding was lit. <laughs> <laughs> you talk about the people who survived will remember it forever. You know, <laughs> it was the bomb. <laughs> it was. Like, 
People love Obama, and that's fine. I have nothing against Obama. I never thought he was an antichrist. Mm-hmm. I didn't think he was as horrible of a president as people made him out to be. But they gloss over the fact that he was a killing machine. <laughs> you know? Like he was, or, or he had the killing machines. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he had them in the sky. No, yeah, he, was, he made sure they were doing their job. <laughs> right? I mean, yeah. He was bombing everybody. U.S. citizens without a trial, we're taking you out. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's just what we were doing he did back then. It. It, it was wild. Yeah. Early 2000s was just crazy. You could drone people without consequences. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And people forget about him. <laughs> you know? That's fine. And a lot of people hate him for a lot of reasons, but they never really bring up that he was just killing people indiscriminately, it seemed, at times. So. Well, I think conservatives were probably with him on that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you know, there's always that guy's like, we just need to, we need to turn it into a sheet of glass over there. You know, you're yeah. like, look, man, there's people over there. We can't do that. You know, like, whoa, let's, let's, and that's what everybody thought Trump was going to be too. Mm-hmm. And then he was like, yeah, no, we just need to get out of here. Like, yeah. it ain't working. They don't want us over there. We don't want to be there. We're wasting money. Let's all leave. Everybody's like, well, he's going to get us into nuclear war. Well, I tell you something that makes me wish I had a killing machine drone. <laughs> okay. A uh, Maryland man found dead in home with over 100 snakes. Okay. He died of snake bites. <laughs> oh, not good. I mean, you just set that house on fire, right? I guess so. <laughs> That's what I do. Well, like, I'm not anti-snake. I want to go on record. I respect snakes. I want to go on record. I am absolutely anti-snake. I'm not afraid of snakes like people are afraid of snakes. Now, I don't go willy-nilly picking up snakes and stuff, but I know which snakes can hurt me. And I know which ones don't. And I don't indiscriminately kill snakes. I don't even indiscriminately kill venomous snakes. Only if they're on my property will I kill one. Mm-hmm. But I know people that are like run over a copperhead in the middle of the road and try to dodge it. You know, let it do its thing. It has a purpose. God made it for a purpose. And that was <laughs> to bring humanity into sinful nature. <laughs> yeah. Expose our sinful nature. Because you never know. That copperhead, he could... He could like bite a two year old on the sure, foot. Right. Yeah. Right. And then a pit, and, and, and then that. a pit bull comes by and eats a two year old. It's a circle of life. You know? That's how it goes. If a snake is non venomous, I'll let it go on and do its thing. Yeah. But if it's if it's poisonous or just vaguely looks venomous, I will chop its head off. I mean, if it ain't doing anything, I can get like you. I'm not going to give it the chance. You're down here. You got the creek. All right. (laughs) Yeah. And you're back there and you see a water moccasin or whatever. I've never seen a water moccasin. I did kill a copperhead last summer. I've killed a copperhead in my yard one time. I get that because your kids are out there Mm -hmm. and all that. And they could step on it or whatever. I don't think snakes are just out there laying weight trying to attack us. Nine times out of ten, it's probably. naive, John. (laughs) No. I've been around snakes for forever. Have I told you about my friend who got bit by a copperhead one time at Boy Scout camp? Uh-uh. <laughs> All right. We had an ecology cabin. We taught ecology. I'm off. I know you got a story, but we had called a copperhead. Yeah. Well, my friend, I'm not going to say his name because he has a prominent position in our community, decided he was going to handle the copperhead like an idiot. Mm-hmm. So we're in this little bitty cabin. It's probably not much bigger than this room, and he gets it out, and he's holding it. And it somehow, he had it by the head, but it like wiggled loose or yanked or something. It bit him like right on the meat of the heel of his hand, and he dropped it. None of us were concerned about him and his bite. Nor would I. We got to to get this snake, you know, because we're going to have kids through here in a little while. 
And he ended up having to go to the emergency room, but they just watched him and he never, I guess it was like what they call a dry bite or whatever. He didn't have any venom. But Yeah, I had a, a first aid class. Well, I've actually had it several years, like with the responders yeah. at the place I work. But they, they told us that most of the time, if you go to the hospital with a snake bite, they will put you under observation. Right. And if you get bad that's when they'll give you then they'll give you the anti-venom but they said most of the time someone will just get better right and the reason they don't want to give you the anti-venom is because that's like ninety thousand dollars treatment super expensive (laughs) yes no and we don't have socialized medicine here (laughs) right so they're gonna wait and see if you really 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 need it so most of the time if you get bit by a snake you're probably going to be okay right i mean you could have an allergic reaction to the snake sure but you know, my my opinion is why take the chance. Right. You ever been bitten by a snake? No. I've been bitten by like black racers and okay. stuff. Okay. Yeah, but never like by a venomous snake because mm-hmm. I know they're venomous. Let's stay away from them. Guys. I've never given them the chance. Leave them alone. They're not trying to get you. They're trying to kill a rat or something. You know, we <laughs> right. don't. We're not prey to them. So unless we're threatening it in some way, most of the time they'll leave you alone. I don't know. I just feel like snakes and man are mortal enemies. They you know? are. Like I think <laughs> I think that we are built in a way like it, people are just afraid of snakes in general, the majority of people are. Mm-hmm. And that's somehow is just like coded into our DNA, you know, because probably if you're looking at it from a pure evolutionary standpoint, snakes were a threat to us and as a people group growing up. So we learned, Hey, stay away from those. And it just became part of who we are. You know, like I'm afraid of snakes. I need to eliminate them as all chance because they can kill me. I don't know. Hmm. Anyways, back well, to this dude what, who dude. definitely wasn't afraid of snakes, right? <laughs> a Maryland man who was found dead inside a home earlier this year with more than 100 venomous and non-venomous snakes. Some of them, them I- illegal. Yeah. Uh, he died of snake bite, officials confirmed. On the evening of January 19th, officers responded to the single-family home after they received a call from a neighbor who was trying to check on the resident. When they arrived, police found 49-year-old David Riston lying on the floor and unconscious. He was pronounced dead at the scene. Jennifer Harris, a spokesperson for Charles County, said the snakes were well cared for. According to the Maryland Department of Natural Resources, Riston held a valid captive reptile and amphibian permit in okay. Maryland, which I didn't know that was a thing. Like, I thought if you just wanted to get a whole bunch of snakes in Alabama, you could you do it. You just went out and caught them. You just went out and got I them. I think you can, to, for the most part, right? Like a native so. snake. Yeah. yeah. However, venomous snakes may not be possessed as pets of this permit type. Among uh, the snakes found in the home was a spitting cobra. Okay. Whose venom can go 10 feet. I don't get that one. Like, look. <laughs> I want to get one that can get me long distance, you know? Because yeah. <laughs> I've always been told a snake can't strike you any further away than a, one length of its body. That's Yes, that's what yeah. I've heard as well. But uh, when you add a 10-foot spray radius on there with a venom, <laughs> how do you win against that? Well, it's not going to, like, get in you and kill you, but it can, like, blind you. Yeah, right. Yeah. I guess. I don't know. That's what Steve. I walk Irwin. around with my mouth open all the time. You That's know? what Steve Irwin said. Okay, when he was getting a face full of cobra film. And <laughs> don't give Steve. That man was a he was a wild man. You know, <laughs> never thought it would have been a stingray that no, got him. I know. I know. He wasn't afraid of anything. No, and there are people like that. Uh, my cousin has all kind of snakes. He's probably got ten or fifteen snakes, and. Mm-hmm. 
Snake people were weird in a way. I don't know why you would pick them to be friends with, but <laughs> whatever. If that's the thing you do till we get a python loose in Alberta City. <laughs> you know? Yeah. He had a hundred snakes. He got killed by one. So I would think the one that bit him was on the loose, right? I have no idea. Like when I walked in and I realized he was like a snake got him, I'd be like, oh, but it's, <laughs> it's time to leave the yeah, premises. Everybody back out it's of here. It's not safe. <laughs> yeah. We don't know. There may be a black mamba loose. Close or, the door, lock it, and set the house on fire. Yeah, right. <laughs> we can't take any chances. Have you heard of, I don't even remember what it's called. It's this island that's like off the coast of South America where there's some kind of venomous snake there that is just, it's just going rough, run oh, rough yeah. It's like full of them. And like the, the island is off limits. No one's allowed to go there. For real? Yeah. Huh. I'm going to find it real quick. Hang on. If it's not named Snake Island, they've messed up. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But, but I mean, a little napalm will fix that, right? Well, there was a bunch of villagers that tried to set the entire island on fire and uh-huh. killed it. And turns out it's not as easy to burn an entire island as you would For thought. Real? But we need to get our California brothers and sisters out there because that place is on fire all the time. Somebody out there knows how to do it right. Mm-hmm. Hang on a second. The Golden Lance or something. Hmm. Yes. Snake Island, the Brazilian island where humans are forbidden. <laughs> That's it right there. It's just a small little island off the coast of Brazil. Huh. I, I think- could kill that. I could burn that whole island up. <laughs> I think the island is called like the Golden Lance or something like that. Huh. Lance head. The, uh, yeah, Lance heads. Anyway, there are they're super venomous. They say that a human bitten by one could be dead within an hour. And there are so many snakes on that island that the, e- ecologists estimate that it, for every like one square meter, there's probably like five five snakes. <laughs> Golly, we could take care of that though. <laughs> you think you know? so? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, first of all. We could either drop napalm on the whole island <laughs> or, you know, spray some sort of pesticide to kill all the vegetation and then set it on fire. You know, I feel yeah. like the, all the lush greenness is going to make it harder to burn. Right. So can we call me Brazil? I'll fix your snake problem. <laughs> if we can kill all other animals on the island, then there will be nothing for the golden lance right. to eat. Yeah, you got to die. Right. We got to go scorched earth and kill everything, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And then rebuild from the rubble. But there's something like there was a, there was a, there used to be a lighthouse on the island and the family that lived there, they got bit. They got all bit. And then there were some fishermen, like the fishermen went, went ashore and, and they got like bit. They got bit. After, the, after that happened, there was a like, bunch of people like, we're going to set this whole thing on yeah. fire. But it didn't work. Huh. That's crazy. Yeah. I've never heard of that. Well, let's talk about Bigfoot, Tiny. I'm a big Bigfoot fan. <laughs> yes. I'm a I'm a big Bigfoot fan. Someone believes they just spotted photos or Bigfoot by a lake in Alabama, and there's some photos with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out to my mom who posted this in our Facebook group. A Facebook post has gone viral after it suggests that a man may have spotted the exclusive exclusive Elusive. He's exclusive, too. Yeah, he's exclusive. <laughs> uh, creature Bigfoot by a lake in Wilmer, Alabama. In the photos, which you'll see in the article, you can check the show notes, uh, you can see that there is something or someone walking upright on two feet along a lake. 
Could this be the creature that thousands of enthusiasts have been looking for, or is this just a publicity stunt? Now, there's one of the photos. I'm going option B. The social media post indicates that Mobile County Sheriff's Office is aware of the sighting and that Bigfoot teams have deployed to the area where the photos were taken. There's another one. Mm -hmm. Um, Look. And this is the author's saying, look, I don't know if the photos are authentic, but at least they are clear this time. For years, we have always seen blurry photos of this elusive creature, but not this time. In Kenny Walker's viral post, Kenny Walker's a great Alabama name, (laughs) you know? Yeah. Uh, He says that the person who had this encounter wishes to remain anonymous, but does say, at first I thought it was a grizzly bear, but once I got a better look at it, I realized it was definitely a Sasquatch. Uh, has Bigfoot been spotted in 2022? Well, I'll let you decide by checking out all the photos taken from the Deep South region. So so we got a Bigfoot around Mobile. Or a guy wearing a costume. Well, we know that in the Crichton area of Mobile, they found the leprechaun. Right, <laughs> they did. <laughs> so it makes sense that another mystical <laughs> creature is only miles away. Once uh, again, Alabama doesn't get the credit it deserves. <laughs> we don't. You know, like we get slammed All a lot. All the blurry photos, <laughs> yes. Out of the the clear photos come yeah. from Alabama. Well, and like we uh, early internet, Alabama dominated it with the leprechaun video. Also with the hide your kids, hide your wife, they're raping everybody <laughs> out here, guys. Dodson. Yes, he was from Alabama, too. <laughs> yes. I mean, we were at the forefront of viral videos in <laughs> on the internet. Credit to Alabama, the great state of Alabama. <laughs> now, anyways. Do you think I, it's a Bigfoot? Of course it's a Bigfoot. <laughs> Absolutely it is a Bigfoot. He's... It's a Bigfoot. Huh. Got to be, right? What else could it be? I, Certainly not a guy in a suit. <laughs> That's what I think. Yeah. I would like for it to be a real Bigfoot. He's got some weight on him. He's Let me see. He's a little chunky, a little thick, thick top. See, okay, we don't know how far away sure. this picture was taken. I'm not 100% sure why it's a picture like it, was this with a cell phone? I assume, yeah. Because if it's with a cell phone, why not? Why not just do take video? a video? Why not take a video? Yeah. We don't you, know how far you away can take it is. pictures while you're taking a video. I could make an excellent Bigfoot. You sure can. <laughs> yes. Maybe we should try that. <laughs> if you we know? if we can be absolutely positive, there's no hunters <laughs> in the area. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's uh, that'd be tough for you to get taken out, you know. How did- I tell you what, we could set up a game camera, and I just kind of walk by it a sure. few times, right? <laughs> well, I mean, I was was thinking like I would hate to have to have that conversation with Tara, like on the phone, like <laughs> Tara, we need you to get down to the hospital. Tiny's been shot, and we don't know if he's gonna make it. Like, Remember- how did that happen? <laughs> well, we that put one? him in a Bigfoot costume. We thought it'd be real funny in Alabama, in Alabama, deer and deer season. <laughs> <laughs> Remember that one dude that died? Yeah. Because he was trying to hoax a Bigfoot sighting. Yes. He was running across the road and he got hit by a car. <laughs> he got hit. Yes. Which, like I've said, I'm on record saying the things that make me skeptical about Bigfoot's validity, mm-hmm. although I'm all in on Bigfoot, is that one's never been hit by a car that we know of mm-hmm. and that a hunter hadn't found a dead one somewhere. Yeah. You know, but they're also. 
intelligent primates that have learned to walk upright. So they may bury their dead. I don't know. I've heard that. Yeah. Yeah. Or, and that would make me also think if they figured out how to walk upright, they can know, hey, your car's coming. Let me don't get out here mm-hmm. in the middle of it. But humans get hit by cars all the time. Well, we also know there was a Bigfoot type creature. Yeah. That lived years and years and years and years and years ago. Sure. Called Gigantopithecus. Yeah. So, well, I mean, some people think they survived till today. Some people say, uh, you know, an alligator's a dinosaur, too. I don't know. Yeah, you know? I feel like if there was Bigfoot, I, I really think we would have found them. Like, granted, they're finding new species of animal all the time. All the time. But they're usually bugs. They're tiny little fish. Yeah. They're not like, right. we're not finding mammoths out there still alive in the wild. Do you know that Alabama has more species of fish than any other state? I did know that. Yeah. You, you taught me that. There we go. Yeah. We also have more oak tree varieties than any other state, too. Alabama the beautiful. <laughs> We're not just trailer parks. <laughs> well, that's a big part of it. Yes, we got plenty of trailer <laughs> yeah, parks. We got plenty of them. That's a big part of it. On Auburn's campus, they call them dormitories. Sure. Right. <laughs> Shout out to all my friends who went to Auburn and Gentilly too down there with their trailer. Yeah. Yeah. It was a great time. Yeah. 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 I'm- Deidre lived in a trailer when she came to Alabama. I grew up in a trailer. Yeah. So. I, there's nothing really wrong with mobile. I don't know why mobile homes get the bad rap they get. I you think know? they get the bad rap they get because people watch cops. Well, <laughs> they see where the cops go so, to, stuff to deal goes with the down. Yeah. <laughs> Stuff goes down in some trailers. You're right. But I think the majority of people living in trailers are just living in affordable housing for right. themselves. And there's nothing wrong with that. My parents lived in a mm-hmm. trailer. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. Deidre's had a trailer for a while, so I could tell her I rescued her from the trailer park. You know, <laughs> I grew up white trash. Sure. So, you know. Yeah. Pretty much, if you're not, like, rich, then you grew up white trash. If we all got it in us. You so, know? Somewhere. In some way. Yeah. yeah. That's fine. Nothing huh. wrong with that. But, yes, Bigfoot is real, and he's down in Mobile. And <laughs> Mardi Gras is just over. He's probably participating in that. <laughs> yeah. All right, John, how about this? Alabama students who swap schools in, quote, harmless senior prank get suspended, allegedly threatened with jail. Whoa. Suspended and jail. That went zero to 11 real quick. (laughs) So they swap schools. Yes, Chilton. We're going to put you in jail. I guess so. Because if there's one thing we cannot have happening in a government school is anything, any kind of fun. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Chilton County high schoolers say that they were threatened with jail time and they had scholarships revoked after pulling a harmless senior prank. On Monday, a small group of seniors from Chilton County High School and Jemison High School in Chilton County swapped schools and attended each other's classes, expecting teachers to catch on quickly. But the students managed to spend nearly half the day at opposite schools without anyone noticing. <laughs> well, that's on the teachers. <laughs> Making them look bad. Yeah, you would think you would discover this in homeroom. Uh, we didn't do anything to hurt their schools, and Jemison kids didn't do anything to hurt ours, said Senior Riley Pays, who wrote a Facebook post. We all wanted to have a little fun before we graduated, but I guess not. <laughs> not anymore. <laughs> you thought wrong. When teachers and administrators realized what was happening, students said their phones were taken up, their cars were towed, and they were punished with at least three days of suspension, and they were banned from the opposite school premises for up to a year, according to social media posts. They also said that participating students at Jemison High were kicked off sports teams, had scholarships taken away, 
and they couldn't attend prom. I'm I'm at a loss. Scorched earth. I don't I don't understand <laughs> the reasoning behind this harsh of a punishment. I mean, honestly, it seems like there's rules and a kid dared to break the rules. But it's and not so like now we have to like stomp out any kind of facet of independent thought. <laughs> Did you guys do senior pranks or anything when you were a senior? Oh yeah, absolutely. Well, I don't remember doing any pranks. Now we had like a skip day where everybody we, just didn't go to school. I was with a group of guys. We rolled the high school one okay. year and one of the yeah. guys in our groups got caught and give us all up, oh, so yeah, we had to go out there and clean it up. You told me that. But, yeah, we did that. That guy is never to be trusted again, <laughs> by the way. You know? Yeah. A kid that'll roll over on somebody. Shout out to Kendrick. Well, yeah. I will, I'll, I'll give him this. They they took him down to the police station. Doesn't matter. And they were booking him. Doesn't they matter. They were fingerprinting him and fixing to lock him up when he was like, okay, hang on. I'll no, tell you. Doesn't matter. <laughs> doesn't matter. You two got to take it like a man. You know? <laughs> you know, it was funny. He told us that when his dad found out what he did, he like was super mad and like went sure. ballistic on him and said, You mean to tell me you went out one night and rolled the high school with a bunch of white kids? <laughs> And he said, well, Dad, what would you rather me do, knock over a liquor store? (laughs) (laughs) That was not my joke. That was Kendrick's joke. (laughs) Just so everybody knows. Still can't trust Kendrick anymore. You know, yeah. you can't do it. You just can't do it. Every time I feel like my friends and I broke the law, there was an understanding if one of us gets caught, we're just taking it for everybody. I mean, that's you the know? pirate code, right? I guess so. Yeah. I don't know. But yeah, that was just the way it goes. Which, maybe in the Patreon, I'll tell a story about okay. all of us getting in trouble one time. Um well, anyway, the, the story just goes on. But, yes, they, they broke the code of conduct, and, and they're going scorched earth on I don't kids. get it. Like, you would think if any reasonable, and I get it, we've got zero tolerance now because nobody can think for Which, their as own. I say, you know what zero tolerance means? It means zero discernment. Yeah, it's like we're lazy leadership is yeah. all it is, is we don't want to judge things on a case-by-case bat and have to defend. Yeah, and we also don't want to be held accountable for our decisions. Yeah, right. We want to be able to just say, well, there's just a blanket, no tolerance yeah, this is policy, the policy, and that's the rules. But at the very least, I would think, the school, like uh, Chilton County, the mm-hmm. kids who went to Jemison, the Chilton County principal should just be like, "You guys have an unexcused absence that day because you weren't here." I can't, it, I can't get onto you for what you do off a of school campus or whatever. <laughs> right. And the same thing would go for the Jemison kids. I don't know why you got to come back and be banned from campus and <laughs> scholarships taken away. That's like that's mean. We're just hey. You made a mistake. Let me help ruin you for the future. You know? <laughs> yeah. So yeah. you fall into a life of crime potentially. It's going to go on your permanent record. Hudson <laughs> <laughs> said something about his permanent record the other day. and I, Or no, it was Libby. And Hudson was like, I don't even think there is a permanent record. I was like, Hudson, I think you're right, man. <laughs> I've never seen my yeah. permanent record. <laughs> like, in my entire life, no one's ever asked me to attain a copy of my permanent record. <laughs> to my knowledge, no one's requested my permanent record. And between me and you, there ought to be plenty on there. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, my employer 
if my permanent record existed, they would want that yeah. permanent record. Right. But maybe there is one, and it's all going to tie into our social credit score one day that's coming. You know? Yeah, yeah. And like it'll go all the way back to kindergarten, like John Long in kindergarten pulled over the Christmas tree in nap time. You know? <laughs> so now now we're not going to uh, sell him this house. Right. Yeah, now we revoke his mortgage. You know, whatever. <laughs> yeah, probably, maybe there is a permanent record. Huh. Hudson did make me proud today. Libby was... Uh, uh, getting very nervous because Libby's a perfectionist uh, because they're having state testing tomorrow at school. Mm-hmm. And Hudson was like, man, it doesn't matter. You know, <laughs> right. and Libby's like, no, they said if we, it's going to determine if we get in honors classes next year and blah, blah, blah. And, and Hudson's like, honors classes aren't going to matter. <laughs> no, Hudson was like, you make all A's if you bomb this test, they're not going to keep you out of honors classes. You know, like it's not that big a deal. Don't stress out about it. And, uh, and Thomas is like, yeah, you know, like it's, it's fine. You're smart enough. You'll do okay. You know? And Thomas is like, I've always been smart because, and the reason I am is because all my friends cheat off of me at school. (laughs) And so Dieter was like, you're going to get in trouble for that when they find out you're letting people cheat off of me. He's like, I don't let anybody cheat off of me, but they try. If they see something, they see something or whatever. Mm -hmm. And Hudson was like, I don't know how I make all A's. He's like, cause I, I don't even try because I used to try. And then I looked at all the people who really tried and I was like, they're a bunch of nerds. And I decided to stop trying. And I was like, that's my boy. That's my boy. <laughs> like, you saw yourself falling into nerd world and you were like, I got to reel it back here. Like, that's I remember having kids ask me when I was in high school, if they could copy off my test and yeah. I'd be like, well, you can, but do so at your own risk. <laughs> like, if I was you, I would copy off so and so's test. <laughs> no, yeah, I, no one ever asked to copy off of me ever. Yeah. I did help Deidre study in history. Deidre hates history. Mm-hmm. Thomas hates history too, but uh, I helped her in eleventh grade, and she was like, "We had some tests." And she was like, "If I don't know the answer, we sat by each other, of course." And mm-hmm. she was like. You know, I'm going to tap my foot. So, you know, I need to look at your thing. But she never did. So I think she made a C on the test, though. So, well, uh, let's go to kindergarten. Okay. Michigan Kindergartner brings Jose Cuervo margaritas to snack time and made students woozy. (laughs) Snack time was lit. (laughs) Now, before I get into the story, I just want to remind everyone, at one time I bought some little... Uh, margarita <laughs> wine. There were single bottle uses for Daedra. And Ollie opened one up one time because they thought it was <laughs> they thought it was like some Kool-Aid. <laughs> it didn't really taste that great anyways, okay. but Ollie only took like a little sip out of it. <laughs> he did not like it and put it back. <laughs> a Michigan, well, I just want to say this could happen to any parent. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> a Michigan kindergartner bought a bottle of ready-to-drink Jose Cuervo margaritas to school and reportedly passed out drinks to multiple students. The incident happened at Grand River Academy in Michigan, where kindergartners were allegedly handed the drink by another student. One of the parents of the kindergartners, Alexa Smith, said that her daughter had a Dixie cup full of margarita drink and took four or five sips of the alcoholic drink, according to Fox 2 <laughs> Detroit. Said her daughter immediately got up on a table and started dancing. <laughs> Doing the hokey pokey. She was just up there wearing it out. Another mother, Dominique Xander, said that her daughter felt woozy. She felt woozy a little dizzy, Xander said. 
She added that her daughter was only told what was inside the drink after she drank it, and she said that her daughter gave her a funny face when she told the teacher. Um, The girl poured it in her cup, and she drank it, and the girl ended up telling her what it is, and she went and told the teacher, there is liquor in this cup, and the teacher gave her a funny face, Xander said. The alcoholic drink was brought to school in one of the students' backpacks. In a statement, the school said it is impossible to keep an eye on everything our students bring to school. That's how we get guns in there. (laughs) While we try to keep an eye on everything our students bring to school, this is simply not possible. It's unfortunate that these types of adult beverages can be easily mistaken for child-friendly drinks, the statement read. The school had a picture of Joe Campbell on the side. (laughs) Sure, right. Yes. Joe Camel made everybody smoke, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's why I started smoking <laughs> when I was 10 years old. I I think I've said it on the show before, but my entire childhood, I was outfitted in like Camel and Marlboro gear. <laughs> I was about to say, yeah. was it Camel Cash? Yeah, well, like salesmen would give my dad, my parents used to smoke, they quit, mm-hmm. you know, like probably when I was nine years old. And, uh, but the salespeople would give my dad all the freebie stuff. So mm-hmm. I had like Marlboro rain suits. I had, Joe, we had Joe Camel mugs we would drink out of. We had all kind of Joe. I was just nice. wearing cigarette paraphernalia around until they banned you from wearing it from school. They were like, you can't, people can't wear this and stuff. And John had so. to get a whole new wardrobe. I know, it was tough. And he was nowhere near as cool as he used to be. Yeah. Uh, Smith said that, the the principal Smith said that the parents of the child who brought the drink to school should be punished. If your child knows what it is, nothing wrong with it. But they should know not to touch it, Smith said. That is not for kids. So the kid messed up by telling everybody what was in it. <laughs> yeah, you know, he should have just played dumb. Here you go. Yeah. Like, I, I just thought this was a kid's drink. Yeah, mm-hmm. or whatever. So, um, My mama's boyfriend gave it to me. <laughs> <laughs> That's a plausible excuse, too. You know, that everybody would believe. Oh, Ricky. Yeah. But, like, kindergartners are bad, but you get some drunk kindergartners in there, and it's going to be tough. Do you remember (laughs) a few years ago there was a viral video of, like, it was like a preschool, and they were letting kids fight? Did we talk about it on this show? We didn't talk about it on the show, but I do remember remember that story. Yeah, Yeah, they had big Hulk cans on. There was a cell phone. Somebody made a cell phone video. There was a video of it. Yeah. And there were, like, teachers standing around while it was going on. But imagine liquor in those kids up. And they were like, get in here and fight. Sounds like a good time. You can put honestly. that on prime time. I, know. I mean, honestly, sounds like a pretty good time. We could take bets and all Baby that. Baby fights. <laughs> Toddler fight club. <laughs> Let's talk about Cajun Curl. Let's do it. We want to thank our sponsor, world famous Cajun Curl Bayou Abundant Spice, for their, their support. Check them out at CajunCurl.com, where you can order the spice right there on the website. It was created on the Elm Bayou in Evangeline Parish, Louisiana, and it's a seasoning that goes on everything. If you like cooking or eating, this is a spice for you. Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice goes well with chicken, beef, pork, potatoes, and anything else you can think of putting it on. Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice on it, on anything, will change your life. (laughs) Heard you put it on Bigfoot, it tastes pretty good. I would I would try it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like a little flank steak. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it'd be perfect. Uh on the web do people eat like primates, like gorillas and I'm sure. In the jungles, I think they'll eat about anything. Yeah, like you just gotta eat whatever comes by. Right. Yeah. Uh 
on the website, CajunCurl.com, you can order the original Bayou Blend of Spice. And you'll also find recipes that are absolutely mind-blowing. You can locate your nearest retailer order or order your own. If your local grocer doesn't carry world-famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blend of Spice, ask them to start stocking it now. Here locally, it's available at Vowels Fresh Market on Skyland Boulevard, South Spinus Meats, the Lurleen Wallace Piggly Wiggly, and Mark's Mart in downtown Northport. All their products are made in the USA, so not only do you enjoy the taste of Cajun Curl, but you also feel patriotic while you enjoy your meal. It's all natural, low salt, has a little kick, but it doesn't burn your lips. World famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blend of Spice. Taste the spice, but not the heat. Check them out at CajunCurl.com. And use the promo code EOP10 to get a 10% discount. Because we ask that you use the spice, but we don't ask you to pay full price. That's right. <laughs> we have a voicemail this week. Okay. Uh, this voicemail comes from Jane. Hey, guys. This is Jane. I've been a longtime patron, but this is my first time calling in. I was feeling kind of sad because nobody was calling in, so I figured, hey, why not? Plus, I have a bone to pick with John about... Dun, 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 Peyton Manning. I know you don't like him, but I love him. He built the wonderful, amazing Lucas Oil Stadium in Indianapolis, and we have him and his uh, abilities to thank for that amazing building that our beloved Colts can play in. Now, I've got to be honest. Not a really huge Colts fan right now. I'm kind of not even really an NFL fan right now. But back when Peyton was playing, we loved. My husband and I would watch him all the time. Anyway, funny Peyton story. There was a Sunday that the Colts played, and my husband and I didn't go to the game or anything. But after the game was over, we uh, went to PF Chang's. We were sitting there having a nice dinner. And the table comes in next to us, and every single person is, like, totally decked out in, like, Peyton Manning attire. Jerseys, t-shirts, hats, like, the whole thing. And we were like, well, they probably just came from the game. Well, sure enough, lo and behold, in comes Peyton Manning to pick up some meal, some, you know, order or something. And he's got his phone up to his ear, and he's talking on it, or at least he appears to be talking on it this table had no clue that he was there they were totally just engrossed in their meal and the conversation with themselves at the table and we were cracking up we were just like oh my gosh if they only knew who just walked in (laughs) behind them so anyway i thought i would share that silly story and give you guys a ring say hello I look forward to hearing your next podcast, and especially the Patreon time is hilarious, and I thank you for giving me something to look forward to each week. So, have a great week, and we will talk to you later. Take care. I don't know. Okay. Ma- maybe that table at PF, maybe they just weren't big Peyton Manning fans <laughs> <right>. either. <laughs> all right, well, Jane, first of all, I'm glad that you like Peyton Manning. Like, I don't have a problem with people liking Peyton Manning. I have a problem with people claiming Peyton Manning is funny. <laughs> 
but it's perfectly understandable that if Peyton Manning played for your team that you would be pumped on Peyton Manning. Right. Right? I am. He's never played for my team. Mm -hmm. I don't really have an NFL team. In fact, he played against my team. (laughs) But he played and beat my team a lot. (laughs) And it was not fun. (laughs) And I don't like you. And I hold grudges. And as a sports fan, you understand that. Mm -hmm. I'm sure. Like y'all hate the Art Modell. Or no. No, they didn't move. Who moved the Colts from... I don't remember how the Colts got out of Baltimore and whatever, all that happened. And then the Browns ended up in Baltimore and they turned it to the Ravens. I don't know about all that. (laughs) But yeah, so I mean, I I get it. And you have to understand too that I don't like Peyton Manning. You also have to suspend reason and tell yourself that he didn't do human growth hormones, even though they were shipped to his home address and he threw his wife under the bus and was like, oh yeah, that she's ordering them, not me, the professional athlete whose forehead has grown six inches. I was about uh, to say, I'm glad that he built you a beautiful stadium. Yeah, though, right. That he used his forehead as a brace for the, <laughs> the trust when they were nailing it together. <laughs> Look, and if Peyton Manning were to come in here today, I would be in awe of him. I would shake his hand. I would be like, "Look, man, it really sucks that you beat Alabama all those years ago yeah. when you were at Tennessee." Still mad about right. it. But then I would also bring up that we're fourteen in a row over him right now, and that's got to hurt a little bit. Tennessee sure could use you right now. They definitely could. Uh, and. I hope his nephew, Arch Manning, comes and plays at Alabama. If Arch Manning comes and plays at Alabama, it may turn me around on the whole Manning family. All all that's water under the bridge. If he's good. You know, like, if he's not good, of course. I still hate them all. I mean, like, Peyton sent him here to sabotage us. (laughs) But that's the cool thing about sports is that you can love and hate things, and there's really no – like logic behind in all any of it. Mm-hmm. And that's that's what I love about sports. So we got a text message. Okay. If I can open it up. Here we go. This comes from Portland Pat. He says Mike Riley returns to Alabama as the coach of the USFL New Jersey Generals. I hope you went to the game to pay your respects. <laughs> <laughs> so so Mike Riley, Alabama alum, was a defensive back, if I remember right, for Alabama and coached Oregon State for a while. Mm -hmm. And then I think went and coached the Chargers and then went back to Oregon State and didn't do really good at all. But he was tossed around as a candidate here before we got Nick Saban. So really glad we got Nick Saban. Glad we got Nick Saban. But no, I didn't go to the USFL games, which the whole league is playing their schedule in Birmingham, Alabama. Mm -hmm. Football capital of the South, by the way. But I did not go. I heard the Birmingham Stallions won. So Hmm. shout out to the Stallions. I I haven't committed to the USFL yet. You know, I got my heart burned by the Birmingham Iron, and I can't go all in on the USFL yet. And uh, we also got a letter from Patrick. Okay. He starts off, Brother Tiny, thank you for helping educate John on the subject of unions. (laughs) As you know, people join trade unions to protect their pay and conditions, not usually to declare a worker's Soviet or to overthrow the state. That's where it's headed, though. (laughs) 
Uh, hey, you're a link in that chain, and that's your willing <laughs> participant in that chain. John, I'm glad you work for a nice, benevolent, benevolent and kindly <laughs> employer. Unfortunately, that is most often not the case. We don't have to look very hard at the world to see situations where employees are not treated as well as you are. Capitalism without limits has taken us to some very dark places, John. Oh, yeah? In <laughs> today's well. John doesn't consider working 80 hours a week for a quarter to be a dark place. Well, he thinks I that's mean, wonderful. Here's the thing, Tiny. If they're saying 80 hours a week for a quarter, as an employee, you can go, no, nah, I don't want to do that. <laughs> right. You know, No, yeah. no, nah, nah, I'm not going to come in and do that. You don't need a union and to And then say when your that. family starts starving, you'll come back and you'll be wanting that quarter nah. bad. <laughs> no, because there's another guy that'll pay you 35 cents. You know, he's realized he can do it for 35. Uh, in today's world, workers and bosses need each other. Wouldn't it be better to cooperate with one another rather than be in a state of constant confrontation? Anyway, guys, have a very good day. I wish you both a happy Easter. Keep up the good work. All the best, Patrick. All right, Patrick. So, <laughs> Shout union out. brother Patrick. That guy's union coming down on me. <laughs> I want to get my kneecaps broken. <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna wind up missing like Jimmy Hoffa. <laughs> I was to say it is possible for a worker to negotiate better salary for himself outside of the union. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I I'm don't get me wrong. Like I'm sure you got it. Y'all got it great down there. You know, at at the tire plant or whatever. Could be better. <laughs> yeah. Well, go on strike, right? Isn't that what y'all do? And I love how he ended it with like we should be in cooperation, employers and workers and then yeah. the unions move is like well, yeah we're just not gonna come into work you know <laughs> Man, no, no, we should work together but no we're not gonna come into work till you meet our demands <laughs> yeah yeah but i would say and i think my position on unions are that they were essential at one point in time mm-hmm. in american labor and now I, they're far less essential now i think they're a relic of that mm-hmm and really seem more like a political fundraising group than anything else. But I don't know, because I'm not on the worker side of it. This is just as an outsider's perspective. And so I would probably be like, if I could go to be a good rich and apply, and they go, all right, well, here's the rate we're going to give you. And I'm like, well, I think i got skills to pay a little bit more. And they're like, well, we'll pay you that, then I would take it. And I wouldn't be like, well, I'm going to go in at this rate because all my union brothers are doing that, <laughs> you know, <laughs> because we're in solidarity with all other. Like, you guys suck. I'm better at y'all. I should make more money. The flip side of that is your employer can go, hey, we're only going to pay you 25 cents. Yeah. But then you have the power of your labor to take it somewhere else. I feel like so many things. And first of all, I, mean, I just I, let me remind the audience that just because I work at a Tiny's union plant, in, that does it. not make me an expert. Tiny has a know? UAW back tattoo. Okay, <laughs> I don't. <laughs> Is it? Are you all UAW? <laughs> yeah, still workers. Oh, still workers. Yeah. Oh, okay, that's us. Okay. But anyway, point is, I think uh, I think your criticism about it being like a political fundraiser, that's absolutely true. Yeah, sure. <laughs> you know? Right. Yeah. We talked about that last week. Right. Yeah. And uh, but I don't know. I, the, like everything, there's good and bad. Sure. You know. And yeah, and of course, I'm being facetious about yes. a lot of this. I think the Simpsons, they had a hilarious uh, joke on one of their episodes where they hit it spot on. Where yeah. I think it was it was some kind of flashback. 
I think it was like Monty Burns. He was like mistreating his workers. And, and one of them said, one day the workers are going to rise up and we're going to you know, demand you pay us a, a fair wage, but then we're going to take it too far. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I, I don't think that uh, unions have hurt American business as much as other people like to pretend. You mm-hmm. know, I think that, I think NAFTA hurt American business more, manufacturing business, absolutely more than anything, Mm -hmm. and that had really nothing to do with unions. Signed into law by President Clinton, who was supposed to be on our side. Sure, right. Now I forget Bush was pushing it before he got in (laughs) office too. I mean, both sides were in on this. (laughs) So yeah, but yes, Clinton did sign it Mm -hmm. into law. And I don't. Uh, people like to tie that back. Well, you you can take it to South America, and you ain't got to deal with unions and pay all this stuff. Mm-hmm. But that, that's not the reason that that happens. The reason it happens is you can manufacture cheaper down there, and mean- labor is a small portion of that. Right. Yeah. Meanwhile, China is putting up nets around their office buildings sure. to keep the workers from killing themselves right. when they try yeah. to commit suicide. And there's a and like he's Patrick said, I work for a benevolent Mm -hmm. boss, a a company who takes care of his people and cares about his people. And that's one of the reasons in my mind, why you don't need a union. Well, yeah, but it's also part of the success that this organization has had for 70 something years is that they care about the people that's working for them. So the people who are working for them care about them Mm -hmm. and they're both models can and do exist. Yes. And I don't know that one's better than the other. I just enjoy poking tiny <laughs> about it. So. And, I, you know, I don't want to deal with the union if everybody wanted to unionize at Spiller Furniture. But as someone in management, I can't advocate for them not to either because that's against the law too. So, mm-hmm. you know, but I don't, I don't foresee that because we do as best as we can for the people who work for us. They don't always think that. But they don't always see the backside numbers that we see, too. So, yeah. Yeah. That's true. Also, sometimes the union, sometimes they're your friend. Yeah. And, and sometimes they're not. <laughs> not so much. I'll just say that. Well, <laughs> sometimes they get Joe Biden in office. <laughs> yeah. You know? That's what they do. That's you, Tiny. You big Biden supporter. <laughs> okay. Tiny loves Biden. That's, that's going to be my new angle. Because Tiny's a big lib Democrat because he's in the <laughs> he's in the union. You know what? <laughs> I'm gonna get that going at church real good. I feel like I come off like that sometimes <laughs> sure. to my family <laughs> because I don't think Joe Biden is the worst president we've ever had. <laughs> right. I don't think he's great, but I don't think he's the worst we've ever had. I was talking to a guy the other day. He was like, <laughs> Biden's the worst president. Well, you know, and all that. And I was like, Oh, what about Woodrow Wilson? You know? Uh, mm-hmm. and he was like, well, I don't know much about him. I was like, yeah, I know you don't. <laughs> you know, like We've had some really, really bad presidents. Let me just read One of them let the country split in half and we had a civil war. That's true. For some reason, he's on our penny. <laughs> he doesn't get near enough blame for that. You know? Like we had a whole civil yeah. war while he was yeah. there. Yeah. What should he have done? I don't really know. When the I mean, South rolled up to that fort and they wanted to well, take it over. Well, he should have got his people out there like we asked him to do. You know? <laughs> I was like, what if he had just backed off and said, okay, you can yeah. have it. Yeah, like, look, this problem you guys got down there. Y'all are doing the wrong stuff, <laughs> but we don't need to go to war over it. You know? Let's see what we can work out. Yeah. Of course, the flip side of that is I think we were itching to get into a war, too. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Like, we yeah. wanted it. Mm-hmm. Even though everybody in the entire world was like, you guys are going to 
you're gonna get your butts handed to you. Yeah, well, because have... you're the only ones that are fighting. <laughs> yeah. like, when yeah. you fight yourself, you lose. <laughs> no, they're like you don't have the manufacturing capabilities that the North has. You don't have the infrastructure that the North has. You don't have the men or the training that the North has. And y'all are about to break off in a war against them. Everybody, like Sherman, was like, we lasted four years. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Like we could, we had a chance to take the capital, and we didn't. That's Robert E. Lee's big mistake. We'd have took the capital, and things may have went a little different. Not that I wanted them to go different. Okay, yeah. I'm going record. We were wrong. Okay, <laughs> the county tiny and I are from did not vote to go into the Civil War. We, we did not. Neutral. We did not want. No, we were anti. Yeah. We were unionist. Our county was. We did not want to go to war. Yeah. Probably not a lot of slaves in Fayette County. Not a lot. There were some. <laughs> there were there some, but some, not a lot. Somebody I love very closely owned several. Is <laughs> her family did. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But not mine. All right. <laughs> not mine. But somebody I know very closely is family did. You can find the slave rolls online from the census. Yeah. Did you, not know you could do that. Yeah. Interesting. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's all out there. Hmm. Yeah. I hate it for Deidre. <laughs> Tough look for her. <laughs> I remind her all the time. Like, yeah. My family wasn't racist. Yours was. That's bad for you. Oh, man. Well, let's see if we have any questions. And now it's time for Ask John Questions About Stuff. We like to ask John questions on this show. If you have any questions for John... You can head on over to the Ask John Questions About Stuff sub-channel. Our first question comes from Jacqueline. She says, sandwiches, hot or cold? Uh, hot. hot. I like a hot sandwich. I would much prefer a hot sandwich, hmm. yeah. I like them both. Yeah. I mean, that's not... what you don't want to do is you don't want to take a cold sandwich and make it hot, in my opinion. Well, you don't want to... Yeah, there's certain sandwiches you exactly. don't... Exactly. Like, like yeah. a meatball sub, you want that to be hot. Sure. But you probably don't want to heat up your turkey in the microwave. Yeah, right. Well, I, when I say hot, I'm talking about I grill it on a, oh, okay. in a skillet or whatever. I got you. Yeah, no, I don't stick it in a microwave. Huh. It's my, the reason I hate Jimmy John's outside of they were part of the demise of my business uh, <laughs> is that their sandwiches are trash, number one. They are they do not have a good sandwich. If people, Do you like Jimmy John's sandwiches? I don't buy a lot of sandwiches out, okay. but I, I have eaten Jimmy John's sandwiches. I've eaten sandwiches. Jimmy John's, they were, too. They're pretty good. No. <laughs> they're not good. They don't even heat up the bacon they put on it. Okay. Well, I went in there one time. I was like, dude, man, can you put that bacon in the microwave for like 30 seconds? He's like, no, man, I can't. <laughs> okay. Well, maybe that's the problem because I'm strictly gargantuan in Italian nightclub only. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah. No, but I... There's a few things in the world I'm an expert on. Mm-hmm. Sandwiches is one of them. You know right. that I would pull rank on just about anybody that you know. I would I would put my sandwich knowledge against like Gordon Ramsay. I feel like I'm better at him. I've mm-hmm. seen more. I've made more. Definitely, I know about sandwiches. Jimmy John's sandwiches are not good. What about Subway? Subway sandwiches are okay. Mm-hmm. Firehouse subs, top tier. They're great. I've never had a firehouse sub. Oh, they're great. I got a I got a gift card in my pocket. There I'm was, not taking you though because it's only for like ten bucks <laughs> and it only cover me. When I was uh, quit, remember Quiznos? I loved Quiznos. Quiznos was pretty good. Quiznos was great. That was Quiznos in town got in a little trouble around here. They got the guy who owned them. 
he was not ordering his food from them like he was supposed to. He oh, was ordering from a secondary vendor. I remember that. They pulled all his licenses. Yeah. And now we have no more Quiznos. No more Quiznos in Tuscaloosa. <laughs> when I lived in Kentucky, there was this place called Penn Station. Okay. Yeah, it was really good. Yeah? Yeah. I'm I'm a big, of course, Roly-Poly fan. Mm-hmm. Love Roly-Poly. One of my former employees sent me a picture last night, or last week he was making one at his house. And was nice. Like, Still got my skills. <laughs> I was like, yeah, but you don't have the grill for it. I do, though. <laughs> do you ever make sandwiches yeah. anymore? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, oh, I'll man. pull the grill out every once in a while. Clean you it ever up. thought about doing like a, a, a reunion? Well, I put on Facebook a while back that we needed to have a roly-poly reunion. Mm-hmm. And everybody started chiming in. I want a, I want a Porky's Nightmare. <laughs> I want a Santa Fe chicken. And I had to point out, like, look, this ain't for y'all. You know, this is for us that work there. You know, like I want to do some bad stuff. You know, I don't want y'all. We're not working for y'all. We just want to get together and hang out. Yeah. And I think we could pull one off. I just don't want to put it together. I would like for somebody else to do it. You want them to do it and invite you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I I was a fan of the Santa Fe chicken as well. Santa Fe chicken was a great one. It was great. That was what I Pepper jack cheese, chicken, ranch (laughs) dressing, onions, tomatoes grilled with a side of salsa. Delicious. Great. Great. Next question. That's our Bobo. Did you know Dr. Ruth was trained as a sniper? I did not know that. Which is that true? Who's Dr. Ruth? Dr. Ruth was like the the sex advice doctor in the 80s. She was like a little short. Okay. She was from somewhere like Germany or Austria. Or <laughs> well, she's from Germany, then absolutely she was trained she's probably, as a sniper. Yeah, we need to see what side she was on. <laughs> Was she part of Project Paperclip? <laughs> Maybe so. They brought her over brought as a sex expert. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Von Braun, we need you to develop <laughs> rockets, you know, go. Uh, and uh, Dr. Ruth, we want you to tell everybody it's cool to have sex. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe it was uh, first, we, Dr. Ruth, we need you to. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> we need you to get our women to not be such prudes. <laughs> but secondly, I, we want to go to space. Right. <laughs> like, I'm really tired of all of them wearing ankle length skirts. <laughs> you know? Like to see something a little more than a calf. Sometimes. We want to make it to space, and we want to put ladies on the moon. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, but I did not know that. If that's true, that's huge. That's cool. Yeah, that's crazy. I'd yeah. love to hear the story. I would, too. Our last question comes from C-Pain. How many Birmingham Stallions games will you be attending? <laughs> As of now, none. Okay. But that doesn't mean I won't attend mm-hmm. one if the opportunity presents itself. Uh, I'm going to go. I'm going to wait for free helmet night. <laughs> <laughs> The Stallions in their original, like back in the 80s with the USFL before Trump tanked that, uh, <laughs> they they had a stallion, you know, like uh-huh. a horse, and they would put a football player on it in pads and a helmet and ride him out on the field before every game. Nice. Yeah, yeah it was wild. You can find some pictures of it. Well, that'll do it for questions, John. And as this free show draws to a close, what we want to do is we need we need to thank our patrons. We you thank- should join up. Y'all heard Jane's endorsement, right? <laughs> right? Which is amazing. Yeah, we're like half funny out of here in, mm-hmm. in the regular show. We're a hundred percent funny in the Patreon. I feel like we're kind of church slash small group funny. Yeah. 
But then we're like workplace funny <laughs> when we get to the patrons section. <laughs> workplace when you don't work with other Baptists, funny. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> Those patrons are Mr. Daniel Hedrick, Mr. James White, Ms. Angela Pinto, Ms. Sherry Heron, Mr. Chris Payne, Mr. Derek Reeves, Mr. Hank Hernandez, Mr. J.D. Westfall, Ms. Jane Updegraff, Ms. Jacqueline B., Mr. Josh Dodd, Mr. Shane White, Ms. Shannon Craig, Mr. Todd Glover, Mr. Tyler Bond, and of course, Mr. Mike Wilcox, a.k.a. Mick Will. That's right. We thank you all all so much for donating to the show, for supporting what we do. And if you would like to become a patron, you can head on over to patreon.com slash earthoddity. You get an extended show every single week. Sometimes they're fairly considerable yeah. shows. We the did, last one we did, right? Yeah, the last one we yeah. did was uh, over an hour. Yeah, so. that was like a whole extra episode. <laughs> yes. Congrats. I told a very good story. <laughs> you did. Yeah. You can, again, that is patreon.com slash earth oddity, extend your oddity. And speaking of extensions, what do we got coming up in today's extension? Um, I, don't, I don't know how to put this. We got a guy who had an injury. And okay. he had to go to the hospital. Sometimes you have to go to hospitals for injuries. That's right. I have a story about the Easter Bunny visiting oh. a Texas elementary school. Okay. And handing out more than free candy. You got anything else? <laughs> no, um, no, not really. Just hope everybody has a wonderful week and appreciate y'all listening. Absolutely. Tell a friend about us. Yeah. That's, if you don't want to become, be a patron, you can tell a friend. Come yeah. on. Maybe your friend will want to become a patron, and maybe they'll yeah share with you. I mean, although we would prefer you not, but no, I yeah, we, we don't. can't stop you. Look, only people who pay can listen to the episode. <laughs> yes, all right. You can't be. I say some stuff in there that we don't need getting out to the non-payers. We're putting our lives on the line here. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Marriages, <laughs> jobs, everything else on the line. So don't be sharing those with anybody who doesn't need them. Yes. Anyway. You've been listening to Earth Oddity Podcast, and we thank you so much for uh, listening to us. No matter where you get us, whether you get us from Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, we're on all those. Yeah. If you would like to write into the show, we are earthoddity at planetmail.net. If you would like to tweet at us, we are at underscore earthoddity on Twitter. We have some show art. You can check that out, underscore Earth Oddity on Instagram. We have a Discord server where you can chat with us in real time, link in the show notes. And we have a phone number that you can call or text. What's that phone number? That is 662-493-2059. That's 662-493-2059. Call in and support me in my union-busting efforts. We hope everyone has an excellent week. Earth Oddity for the Fringe Radio Network signing off. Love y'all. Bye. This has been a very odd production. Thanks for listening. Welcome, Odd Squad, to another 
patrons extension. We are so glad that you're joining us. We're so glad you're supporting us. And now we're going to talk about some extra stories and extra stuff. Extra stuff. I tell you, one thing I meant to do last week.